Hello and welcome to On A Mission, the show where we share inspiring conversations with phenomenal women who are creating success and prosperity in their lives with purpose and passion. I'm Pauline Rodish, a success mindset coach and clinical hypnotherapist, and I'm on a personal mission to remind you that you are a beautiful soul and you have so much potential. And my intention for this show is to give you the nudge to answer your own calling and to rise up and take on your life's mission. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of On A Mission and today I'm joined by a fabulous lady called Denise Christie. She's a phenomenal woman. She is known as the baby lady and she's the founder of Health and Harmony, a beautiful business where she has brings a lot of joy to a lot of couples. So I want to just welcome Denise. Denise, you're so welcome to this episode of On A Mission. How are you doing today? Thanks, I'm fine and thank you and, and thank you so much for inviting me actually. I'm really delighted to, to be here with you. Well look, we met several times. We were sort of, one was either taking over from the other at various events around the country over the last few years, but pre-COVID times of course. So that was how we met initially. Yeah. So health and harmony, the baby lady. I mean, I absolutely love the title, the baby lady, um, because I know what you do. And of course, what you do is something that is very close to my own heart with my own journey of having my own baby back in the day. He's 15 and a half now. So Denise, tell us how you actually got to effectively do what you do, because it wasn't always like this. You, you had a kind of a real job, in inverted commas, once upon a time. I know, <laughs> yeah once upon a time yeah my in I call it my previous lifetime in my previous lifetime I was yeah. a legal exec and worked in London and um, worked there for about 18 years and um, and then kind of I got into holistic medicine in a really accidental way um, and it was as a result of what's going on with with me and I think most therapists end up in, in you know therapists or anyone that works with energy ends up in that realm because of their own struggle um, and my struggle was with miscarriage um, which um, broke broke everything for me you know it, it kind of it broke my resolve it broke um, my my strength and it broke my marriage um, and um, and then I went from this completely black and white thinking of law, which is there's no grey areas, yeah. and found holistic medicine really because it was what put me back together again. And it, in specifically, it was aromatherapy, which is bizarre because I rarely use aromatherapy now. Yeah. Um, but that was what put me back together again, and that's what set me down the path of retraining. And, and now I have a a wall full of certs for different treatments where you know you go down a road and and it well I suppose it's like a tree really isn't it holistic medicine it's like this branch and then this branch leads to this branch and then there's all little tree you know kind of branches off the branches as well so I've, I've kind of diversified a lot um but but basically my my core and my passion is with helping couples who either struggle with miscarriage or struggle to get pregnant in the first place. And I know you've got an amazing track record, a lot of success in that department. 
Yeah, I, our 69th baby has just been born last week and um, he arrived a little bit early and um, but he's doing really well and mum is doing really well and you know 69 probably doesn't sound a lot because I know that there are coaches who work with multiple clients and it's just not my way I you know I've always found that I want to work one-to-one -one with my clients so that I'm there for them and so that I know that they are embracing the changes I'm trying to encourage them to make because I know that that's where their success is yeah and I you suppose you a very holistic view though don't you of the whole yeah it is it's coaching it's acupuncture nutrition it's it's everything that I now have in the bag um is I, I put together a program and and one huge element well there's two huge elements of it that I think are missed in the medical world are one is the relationship the relationship is completely overlooked um as soon as you go down the medical route because the focus is on getting her pregnant Mm -hmm. which leaves him feeling alone he's trying to build a family as well he feels not included he feels he's only there as a sperm donor you know and there's all yeah. sorts of issues going on there so you know so that, that one of those causes the relationship and the other one is her relationship with her womb and the language around that and that's why I call it the womb nurture method beautiful didn't know that actually that's really really nice and I, I completely understand having had a similar experience myself with multiple miscarriages and having to seek medical intervention but I also did a lot of holistic stuff as well which I remember at the time saying to my consultant that you know I was going to continue with that route because I suppose I was testing the water really to see if he was on board with it even if he wasn't I was going to pursue it anyway but I just yeah. want to let him know I, I don't actually I, I didn't ask permission I pretty much said this is what I'm doing but luckily he was of the mindset thank god you know he actually did have that um broader picture in fairness you know which was helpful it is helpful because I mean I think you need you need all of you need you, you need everybody to be on board it's a huge I mean it's, it's massive for people I mean especially those that are yeah. struggling and having the miscarriage and there's so many different reasons why people have miscarriages isn't that true yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. long are you actually doing it? Yeah. How long? How long? Uh, well, I've been in Ireland 18 and a half years. Um, and I didn't get into the fertility side of things until I came across a client who'd been seeing me for a long while for different treatments. And then she turned up one day and she was booked in for massage and she said that she was pregnant and I was kind of like oh my god that's brilliant you know but we can't maybe we won't do a massage because she was only six weeks and um you know maybe we do Reiki or you know reflexology instead of the massage because she was so early in the pregnancy and um and then she just burst out crying and like my brain is going why is this woman crying like she's just told me the happiest news why is she crying and um Anyway, as it turned out, this was her 14th pregnancy and she'd had 13 miscarriages. And I kind of, I, I pulled in everything I knew. I pulled in everything I knew about um, epigenetics, about the message that you send to your body, about um, nutrition, you name it, I pulled it in with no specific training in fertility, but it was just an all round knowledge of of how I could help 
support her and help her through this pregnancy. And she actually saw me every single week. Um, she had a specific medical condition. I told her she was never allowed to say those words again, and she never did. Yeah. And she got to 34 weeks and she gave birth to a very healthy baby boy. And, but that was another turning point for me because that legal brain, that black or white legal brain would only allow me to do things correctly. Mm -hmm. um, and we had literally got there by the skin of our teeth. Um, and I, I felt that, um, you know, we were both kind of hanging in there. So then that's when I went off again and retrained and I, re I kind of researched who were the best in their fields in terms of fertility and I went and trained with them and I went, you know, kind of three or four different countries to do that training as well. So um, because, again, that legal brain, you have to be providing a top-notch service and that's what I wanted to do. I, and I wanted the, the clients that came to me to get pregnant to know that what they were getting was every bit of knowledge I had mustered from well, all these people who've been doing it for years. Really admirable, but I know your heart's in it, Denise. And I mean, it's so evident in the results that you're getting and that beautiful relationship that you have with both parties, you know, that whole beautiful journey. Yeah. So in terms of life, let me ask you some of the questions that I generally um, pose um, at these hey. <laughs> interviews. Um, this whole show is about on a mission. So do you feel at this point in your life that you are on a mission and it's something that you're going to continue this vein or do you feel there's more diversification ahead for you? How do you feel that your business is going to go? Yeah, I think really how I've tackled all of this has evolved and evolved. I mean, when I first started doing this, I didn't used to work with the couple. I, I like the medical world, I, I worked with her because I was thinking like, well, this is who we need to get pregnant. And it was only the more I worked with a couple and then I, I started doing analysis, who was successful, who wasn't. And the ones who were successful who were the ones who had come to me themselves of their own volition as a couple, we want to work on this together. And there was another light bulb moment for me because once you start seeing those success rates, you realize that's the missing piece of the puzzle that they are in it together. And, and I've actually kind of penned it, you know, kind of named it conscious conception that, that when a couple make a, a conscious decision to make a baby together, that's when they become parents. And, and that might be six months, nine months, a year before their baby is conceived, mm. but they become parents at that time and they're doing everything in their power to make sure they've got a strong relationship, to make sure that they're eating for fertility, um, to make sure that they are managing their lifestyle and their stress levels for fertility and that they're doing it together. So they're consciously conceiving. You know, that honestly touched a nerve there when you said that, you know, it's, it's amazing how, I mean, obviously the body stores lots of memories. And of course that whole subject for me too, it's still emotional to this day. I don't suppose I'll ever really lose it and possibly the same for yourself and thank God you have your, your daughter Alice as well but you know isn't it funny it still it just it jolted me there because the memory of my own journey and the pain yeah. the pain the longing and the pain and you know but look at thanks be to God for you you know I'm sure there's plenty of people out there really thrilled I mean I have to say I've had some success myself in helping people get pregnant with with the hypnotherapy because yeah. what I found really and 
a lot of a lot of women in particular they they spend their teens if they're sexually active saying I better not get pregnant I don't want to get pregnant even mm -hmm. in their 20s then because they're living their life and they're enjoying the the freedom of their income and travel etc and I don't want to get pregnant it's not the right time it's not the right time and then suddenly when they want to conceive they've programmed themselves for so long uh, with this idea I don't want to get pregnant uh, that they're really having to override that exactly that yeah so it's yeah. the mind the mind plays a huge part uh, would you agree yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in terms of, um, you know, who would you most like to meet? Who would you who wouldn't be somebody that you would uh, love to meet? Maybe somebody that's similar in the work that you do or just someone that inspired you. Maybe they're alive, maybe they're not alive, but who would you love to meet? Yeah, I suppose really, and I mean, maybe this is a bit cliche, but I would love to meet Tony Robbins. Um, you know, I've done some online stuff um, with Tony Robbins, but I, that energy, that kind of physicality, I just want to be in the same room as him. And there's been a couple of occasions where it could have happened and then other things have come up. And I do feel that I'm destined at some point to meet Tony Robbins. So like, I just feel, and he, the way he talks about relationships as well. And I love the way he talks about love and partnership and um you know kind of i suppose supporting you know kind of each other when you when you read the stuff that he writes about relationships i love that um but i also love the way that sorry go on no no i was going to say i do love the way he speaks to his wife sage about her um you know and when they do their interviews together yeah absolutely no yeah. go ahead i interrupted you yeah and and um that, that the thing that he says about opportunities as well um I, you know i'm i'm really not one for letting opportunities pass me by i i tend not to intellectualize too much um when it comes to maybe even making a decision i i go with my gut um but but i you know i think i love the way that he talks about opportunities about grabbing opportunities when they come along and there's there's that analogy that he uses with the he throws the balls into the audience and you've got some people sit there and you know arms folded and they're letting the balls fall all around them and other people are going oh this has fallen into my lap and then there's other people you they knock you out of the way to kind of grab the balls and i think I'm not quite, I wouldn't knock anyone else out of the way, but boy, if they were coming towards me, I, I definitely would grab hold of them. You'll go to catch it. Uh, I actually went to see him with my husband in 2014 to unleash the power within. And we did walk on the coals and all that kind of thing. It was absolutely amazing. The energy is incredible. I mean, he is just going, you know, I think one of the days was nearly 17 hours long. It was one incredibly long day we yeah. were absolutely just spaced out afterwards with jet lag and otherwise but certainly he is um he's definitely a force to be reckoned with he is a giant of a man up close you can't believe yeah. how he is it's unbelievable so tony robbins i'm with you on that he is amazing no doubt about that and somebody that i have followed for many many years as well in terms of having having you know um this idea around a conversation with your higher self or an, an idea that you are being guided by something do you have that feeling at all do you feel that you're being guided by a higher intelligence your spirit your soul i yeah i'm not sure i'm i'm not entirely sure about that um i suppose you know kind of spiritually i've moved away from the the kind of the the mm, some of the 
dogma of the Catholic Church. I was raised a Catholic and I consider myself, I, I've always kind of nicknamed myself a submarine Catholic. So I kind of surface whenever, whenever I feel that I need it or whenever it pleases me. Um, so even there's been times when I remember I was in um, I was in Drogheda for an event and um, woke up the next morning and, and kind of walked down the main street and there's this church and I could smell frankincense coming out of the church and I was going oh my god that's my childhood smell I, you know I just love that smell and um, and I just was drawn into the church there was no mass on but I was just drawn into the church because of the smell because it reminded me of my childhood so I suppose it's you know my my connection with God as such is more I do believe in higher energy I I'm I'm not sure I would put a label on it um I have um I you know I do have an affinity with angels but that's just another way of of you know kind of calling it really a higher yeah. power I've always yeah. I talk, I talk to the angels, um, I, I'm surrounded by angels. Um, there's angels everywhere in my home and in my treatment room. Um, you know, and maybe that's, it's not so much a belief system, but it's a comfort to me. I do find Absolutely. it a comfort. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just a connection to something outside of the, the mortal self, you know? Just that idea that there is something else guiding us and influencing us and helping on the journey. I love the angels myself. So what advice would you give to your younger self, Denise? Oh, um, stop, stop saying you're not good enough. I, I used to say that all the time. I was an achiever as a child and as an adult because I never felt that I'd achieved enough or done enough or, um, you know, like I said, like you walk in my treatment room and there's, there's a whole wall of certs. There's no need for half of them, but it's almost like I feel this need to, to fill this, this achievement gap that, that, you know, that I don't know who I'm proving it to. I honestly don't know who I'm proving it to. Um, I would have said at one stage it was my mum, but you know, she hasn't been around for over 20 years. So I'm not too sure who I'm proving it to now. But I suppose when people feel that way, and to be honest with you, I understand Denise, I, it's kind of like a validation, isn't it? That I just have to get the certification to prove, as you say, well, prove to yourself, number one, and also to prove to your client that I am qualified at this. And yeah, you know, it's, there definitely is an element of that. You want to be the best you can be. But yeah. I think there's another element to somebody who is continually needing to get these certifications um, or achieve, if you like, as you said. And that often comes from something within childhood where perhaps whatever we did was never enough. That could have come from a teacher. It could have come from a parent. Because, I mean, I'm dealing with this a lot. In fact, I had a client earlier today mm -hmm. who very much was, no matter what she did uh, as the child in school, she got the B, she was asked, why didn't she get the A? She got an A in one subject. Why didn't you get an A in all the subjects? So it's meant for her all her life, she's been achieving and overachieving. Plus, it was a way she got attention because she didn't really get attention otherwise. So there's a lot of things that goes on in childhood, a conditioning, this programming that we really don't, it's there, very much there. And it influences a lot of how we behave. So, you know, I've no doubt that you could find out the answer to that if you ever really, really wanted to. But suffice to say, I mean, I, I still continue to learn and grow. And I think it's just part of the, the work that we're doing. You, 
we want to stay abreast of what's out there and yeah. continue to serve. It's coming from a place of service. I would, I would think in your case too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also one, like you say, you know, having that kind of proof, that evidence that you are qualified in, in, in what you're trying to do. So I suppose maybe the message to my younger self would be, I am enough. Yes. Those three words are absolutely just so incredible. And it, it's what a lot of people don't feel. Uh, it, it's the most common uh, experience that people have, the most common denominator of our emotional um, needs, if you like, our issues, that we're just not enough. Mm -hmm. uh, and therefore we have to keep doing more and more and more. But it also turns into all sorts of bad habits for ourselves because we're really berating ourselves and not valuing ourselves. So I am enough. I'm with you all the way on that one too. So what's your favorite quote and why? Oh, my favorite quote. My favorite quote is an Eleanor Roosevelt quote. And um, I saw this in a shop years and years ago before I came to Ireland. And it was, it was my favorite shop called Serendipity. Yeah. And it really did live up to its name. It was kind of, there was all this eclectic stuff in there. And, and then I walked in there and I was just about to walk out and I saw this little sign on the wall and, and I had to have it. And it was, um, uh, women are like tea bags. You never know their strength until you put them in hot water. And so many women that I know that applies to that have come through massive struggles that would, you know, you would think would break them but but it hasn't it's it's almost gone i i can get through this you know i'm determined to get through this i'm going to find a way through this and and it is so so true it's you know it's just a powerful statement about the strength of women feminine power eleanor roosevelt she has written she said amazing things because i i didn't i didn't know that that particular one was attributed to her but she certainly has said some phenomenal things and i totally agree with you us women are stronger than we can ever realize and you know uh, i mean i'm all for the men as well don't get me wrong very much and as, as you are too working with couples but you know i think women underestimate themselves we have been i suppose behind closed doors for way too long we've allowed ourselves to be trodden upon and maybe used and taken for granted but thanks be to god there is more equality out there i know there's still a lot of room for improvement but we certainly are you know an incredibly powerful understated um human you know um, and species the female the, yeah. female, the female species yeah. so what advice would you give let's say to somebody that's listening that is maybe considering changing career for example and um, following their heart their passion what would you say to them um well i <laughs> See, I don't like I don't intellectualize things and I, I do very little research, Pauline. So I'm not I'm not even sure I'm the right person to answer that question because I go with my gut all the time. I go with my instincts. And then if if things maybe don't go according to plan or if they go a little bit awry, I just adjust on whatever road I'm on, I just make an adjustment. Um, you know, and I know a lot of people like to plan and they like to do their homework and that sort of thing. It's just not me. Um, but but I would say go with your gut as much as you possibly can. Go with your gut instinct. If something feels right, if it feels right for you, um, then do whatever is in your power to achieve it. 
Well, I completely think that is excellent. You know, and even when I, um, yeah, but even when I when I started my business, um, I I worked part time. So I started off, I was working two days a week and working, I was working at the business two days a week, I was working elsewhere four days a week. Um, and then that gradually came down to three days a week, two days a week, until I was only working one day a week elsewhere and, for, you know, four or five days in my business. And I was sitting in the job one day a week going, what the blazes am I doing here? I need to be in, in my business so even if it's that if it's if it, there's something you have a mind to do something you have a passion to do and you still need to pay the bills there are ways you can find a way um you know if you you may need the support of your your family or your partner or or whatever in that but just you know don't don't discount it just because it doesn't seem possible at the moment find a way to do it i like it Follow your gut, find a way to do it. You have plenty of advice, I think, actually. You, you, I think that's wonderful advice that you've given. So tell me this, book-wise, what are you reading? Oh, I'm really funny with books, Pauline, because I don't read one book at a time. So usually there's a minimum of two that I'd be reading. So at the moment, it's um, Edith Eager, The Choice. Oh, wow. um, I've nearly finished that. Have you, have you read that book? Not, not in its entirety because I am very much like you, but I have, yes, less, more, more, always more than two on the go. And, you know, I often think, have I got a touch of ADHD, you know, but there's just, oh, I mean, even here at the desk, you know, I have so many books. I just, somebody recommends a book, I am online ordering it. Um, but don't get me wrong, I do read some, several books cover to cover, but not all of them, I have to admit. But go ahead, Edith Eager. I actually think. Yeah, yeah incredible woman oh my god the choice and, and the yeah. gift and um, the two books isn't it the gift, the gift and the choice she wrote both oh right i didn't i didn't realize there was another book i had to have a look into yeah. that the okay gift. okay that's it yeah. i think I, i'm not sure which one came first now i forget i know i have both of them but i i, I can't recall which one came first yeah. but her whole story is absolutely amazing isn't it Oh, it is incredible. It is incredible what she survived. And then the other book I'm reading um, is um, Think Like a is it Think Like a Monk? Jay Shetty. I think it's Think Like oh, a Monk. Oh yes, I have it. Yeah, I have it on the book yeah. left behind. Yeah. I think it is Think yeah. Like a Monk. He's he's also amazing. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love his backstory as well. And then I'm I also I'm always reading um acupuncture texts, so I will always have something on the go. At the minute I'm reading um one needle acupuncture, which is um, you know, if there's let's say what's what's the one, you know, kind of um primary needle for sore throat or what's the primary needle for headache or you know that sort of thing so there's it's all just one one needle for let's say if you only had one needle in your handbag what's the needle for that condition so I love how dynamic acupuncture is in that way and and even more so when you condense it down into if there is one needle you can use for a condition I just think that's amazing absolutely I have to say I'm a huge fan of acupuncture it really was what helped me conceive completely you know yeah. because I had such an erratic cycle and um, it got me back on track with at least 20, every 28 days it was just fantastic yeah. um, Denise what would you say that excites you most about the future for you for for the baby lady for health and, and harmony what excites you about the future <laughs> what excites me most uh, yeah I suppose um just working with more couples finding the right couples to work with and finding 
the couples who I feel right for as well because I know I'm not the right fit for everybody but there there are more people doing fertility work now which is amazing um because uh, you know for time there was very few in Ireland actually working with fertility so the more the better because choice is good yes I'm not the right fit for everybody and that's absolutely okay but you know, when a couple realizes that I'm exactly what they need, like, oh, that feeling, that it, you must get that as well, Pauline, when, when somebody realizes that you are exactly the right person they've been looking for. It's wonderful, very, very fulfilling. Um, Denise, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Our internet has been a little bit unstable. There's been a small bit of a delay there at times, but I hope everybody's had a chance to listen in to Denise and you can hear her passion about her work and her calling in this lifetime and she's helping everybody as this baby lady which is a beautiful title I think uh, it certainly brings a smile to my face so thank you so much Denise and continue success um, with the journey and everybody that you're going to help to bring a lot of joy to a lot of people and I want to thank you all for listening to this episode of On a Mission and if you are like Denise and all the other phenomenal women who've been on the show and you've something to share I'd love to have you on at some point in the future so please reach out and get in touch with me and I hope you enjoy this episode and the rest of them all available on YouTube and the podcast channel so thank you so much um, until the next time take care thank you. thank you for joining us today I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you haven't already please subscribe to this show so that you will be notified when the next episode is released and remember keep believing you're amazing and you have so much to give. Now is your time. <laughs>